0: Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today we are talking about creating multiple streams of revenue. One of the things I love most about being an entrepreneur is how we are able to use our passions and our creativity to build a business that has many layers to it. I think it's safe to say that there's never a dull moment when you are building a business online. Can I get an amen for that? I mean, that is the truth, never a dull moment. And one of the reasons for that is because you can find so many different ways to make money online under one umbrella, under one business. And that's exactly what we are talking about today. Now, I have a good mix of students in my programs, meaning many of them are in a phase where they are just starting out building their businesses online. In fact, some of them are still in a nine to five job and what they're creating right now is just a side hustle with the intention of making it a full-time gig. So a lot of my students aren't making a lot of money just yet. That's why they've enrolled in my program about creating an online course or building a list or doing a webinar because they want to start generating revenue online. I also have a lot of students who have been doing amazing things in their online business but they want to add a webinar or add a course. So they're making really good money and they're looking to up-level. Regardless of where you may fall, creating multiple revenue streams in your business should be your goal. It's never a good idea to put all your eggs in one basket. There might be a few entrepreneurs that do this very well, but not many. And I think it is very dangerous to rely on just one thing. My guest today, Jennifer Allwood, after being laid off from a software development company in the year 2000, discovered firsthand how using her creativity and passion could create not one, but six different revenue streams in her business pretty cool, right? She is so fun to talk to. And this woman is a go-getter. She is a mover and shaker doing amazing things. I love everything that she has shared in this interview. I can't wait for you to listen. Okay. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. As I mentioned, today's guest, Jennifer Allwood is kicking butt when it comes to creating revenue streams in her business. I can't wait till you hear about every single one of them. Let's do this. Jennifer, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you could join me today. Can I just say that I love how on your About page you declare that you have tons of love for your family. Oh, and for glitter and paint. (laughs) And the amazing thing about your story is that you've actually been able to take that love for glitter and paint and make a really good living. So for those, it's so cool. So for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you earn money in your business with glitter and paint.
1: I think actually, Amy, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm Thanks just super honored here. to be here. And this is this, I feel like I'm talking to an old friend already. So oh, thank Oh, I you. love it. I think we edited my bio down just a little bit because I think the Facebook page used to say my love of family, glitter, paint, and raw chocolate chip cookie dough. And I just (laughs) just felt like it was off brand. So we had to take that (laughs) off. But yeah, I would love to tell you just a little bit about my business. I'm actually in Kansas City and used to have a degree in, well, I still have a degree in IT. I had a software development degree. And so used to work a desk job that Amy, I just honestly hated. And I just felt like it was the responsible thing to do, you know, to go to school, get a degree, Go sit at a desk, and that was kind of what everyone did. And I had literally no plans or thoughts or aspirations to be an entrepreneur. But I kind of like stumbled upon some people that did decorative painting in Kansas City. I don't know if you know what that is where you're at, Amy, but it's the people that used to like texture walls and make columns look like they were marble, and they would do murals and things like that. And this is a good twenty years ago. And I kind of started messing around with that because I thought it was interesting. And I actually purchased my first home when I was 21. And so I was poor, but a homeowner. And so constantly (laughs) trying to kind of DIY my own house and uh, found out that I really loved it. I loved like being able to take a room that was real boring and make it gorgeous. And so I got laid off from my IT job 17 years ago. And I thought, you know what, this is the perfect opportunity. If I'm ever going to try something different, like, let me try it right now. So talked to my husband, said, babe, I know that I just graduated at age 30, top of my class with that computer degree, but I think I want to start a painting company. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What did he say when you said that? Goodness for really supportive spouses because he was like, you know what, go for it, girl. I mean, at the time we didn't have children, we were young and gutsy, and so I decided to try to make a go of this painting company. And right off the bat, we got in with several really big designers, and we got our name out there, and we were on that television show for ABC, uh, the Extreme Home Makeover, like yeah. the one with Ty Pennington. We did that three times. It really like catapulted my business, and it was great for many many years, Amy. Until it wasn't. Like it was just, it was a blast, but I got. To this point where I was capped out on how much money I could make. And so, four or five years ago, I can remember distinctively the job that I was at, and I had eight women. Painting in this house at one time. And I was thinking to myself, man, I am just working so hard. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to this. Like, I'm, you know, busting my tail over here. I'm I'm giving it all I got. I'm putting it in long days. And when I look at my bank account, like, it just doesn't seem like the two are jiving. You know what I mean? Like, I'm working so hard. Where's the cash? You know? And so in my head, I'm like, well, I guess if I want to make more money, I can either work harder, like, but there's literally no hours left in the day. Or I could maybe get a whole another team and we could work in two houses. All of that just sounded absolutely horrible. It's the only other thing I could think of was, well, I wonder if I could teach people online how to paint their own houses. And uh, it was kind of just a you know, just a thought, like, I wonder what would even happen. And I had noticed that four or five years ago, I was really loving Facebook yeah. and, um, just actually kind of good at it. Amy, you know how every <laughs> once in a while you figure out, Hey, I'm yes. kinda, I love this and I'm kind of good at yes. it. And people really responding to my Facebook page. So I started just kind of dangling a carrot and just saying, Hey, if I were to teach you guys how to do some painting in your own house, how to paint your kitchen cabinets or your furniture, would any of you be interested in overwhelmingly? Yes, 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 yes. So sat down and, and made a seven or 10 videos videos. videos that were, you know, 10, 15 minutes long of showing people how to paint different things and decided to put those up for sale four or five years ago. And it took a little over just a year to make six figures off of painting videos. And I was like, this is wild. Who is paying me? They can find the same (laughs) stuff on YouTube for free. You know, but what I found, Amy, is that people will pay for shortcuts. Yes. And they will pay for information directly from somebody that they know, like, and trust. And they would rather do that than go search for things. So that kind of started me on this whole online journey. And um, we sold the painting videos for a couple of years. And then I started a couple of membership sites, both for painters and for people who are wanting to grow their social media. And all of a sudden, I found out, too, gosh, I love Teach. I love to teach people what I know about building an online community, what I know about, you know, building a huge fan base, what I know about selling stuff online. And that's just really like catapulted into something that I had no idea was even going to be on the horizon. So, right now, I train over 2,000 entrepreneurs a month. Most of them are female. And we have over half a million followers across all my social medias. And I'm in the process of writing a book proposal, and things are just They're crazy pants over here. I love it. I love it. Chicken butt. Well, thank you. You know what? I'm having a blast, though. And what's so funny, Amy, is I never could have seen this like 17 years ago. I couldn't even have seen it five years ago. And sometimes I think it's such a good thing that we can't see like what's, you know, down the line because I believe that you're a fellow introvert. Am I right? Yes, I am. Okay. So if someone had told me, you know, 10, 5, 15 years ago that you're going to be doing Facebook lives, you're going to be on stage speaking, you know, right in front of Chip and Joanna Gaines, by the way. (laughs) Oh my Um, gosh! I mean, if they had told me those sorts of things, I just would have like tucked tail and ran because that just, it's, that just, you know, brings my heart rate up just to even talk about it. But I love that we only kind of get the next step and the next step and the next step. And I've just kept doing the next thing that's in front of me and the next thing that's in front of me. And here we are. And I'm absolutely loving it. Oh, my gosh. This is such a great story.
0: And I love that you said that even just five years ago, you would have never imagined where you are today. And I think some of my listeners need to hear that, that it's okay if you can't even imagine you still keep putting one foot in front of the other and you go for what you want.
1: Absolutely. And even, I would even go as far as to say, even a year ago, Amy, we just retired my husband from corporate America last month. Oh my goodness. And even a year ago, I don't know that I could have seen that, but I know that not if you work harder, but I believe it's if you work smarter, if you do the right things in your business, that things can really snowball quickly when you get the right things in the right order. And so that's really happened for us in the last year to 18 months. So yeah, we were able to bring him home last month. And so now he's here at home with me every day. We're raising our three kiddos and working on the business. And you and I were just talking about our love of our puppies. And yes. so we're raising the golden doodle by day. And <laughs> yeah, things are good. So there, yeah, to every entrepreneur, definitely. Definitely. I mean, things can happen very, very rapidly. And so, you know, I've been working at it for a while. So it's not like it happened overnight, but all of a sudden things have kind of done like this compound interest type of thing. And it's super fun. We're we're just so honored to be here.
0: Well, you obviously are doing so many things right because you've figured out how to make money through multiple revenue streams. And that's what you're here today to share with us. Now, you work mostly with creatives. So first, what is it about that group of people
1: that makes it hard for them to make money online? Yeah, well, so creative people, and I'm talking to, you know, artists and makers and DIYers and painters and repurposers. They're some of my favorite people on the face of the earth. But a lot of times, Amy, they'll get stuck only making money when they're physically like doing the creating or doing the making or they're actively working. So they're trading time for money. And I try to teach them that there's totally a different way. They can teach other people how to make what they make. They could teach other people how to paint like they do. But sometimes I think creative people are a little uncomfortable with putting on that hat of being an expert. And I try to convince them we all have imposter syndrome. It Nobody is exempt from that, but there are people that will pay them for their shortcuts, for their expertise, et cetera. And so I think that's one issue with creatives. And I think also a lot of creative people are honestly, they're just uncomfortable making money. And, you know, I, I think sometimes they like to downplay their gifts and maybe compare what they do for a living to other people. Well, I'm, I'm not a doctor, you know, I'm not saving lives or I'm not an astronaut putting people, you know, on the moon. I'm just a creative, I'm just a maker. And I try real hard to convince them, look, if God had wanted you to do that, he fully would have made you an astronaut right? or, yes. you know, a doctor or whatever. But think of what a boring place the world would be without people that can make things beautiful, without designers, and decorators and painters and people that, you know, write music and they write poetry and they write books. I mean, the world would be such a bland place. So I think that there has to be a shift in the mindset of a creative person, that they have to kind of get over that hump of being uncomfortable making money and they have to really really own their
0: gifts it's so true and i'm sure that some of them get stuck in the trading time for dollars because that comes up a lot and that's something that many of my students who have service-based businesses or coaching or consulting they get stuck there and many of them are in the process of shifting to a one-to-one type business to one to many with online courses or live workshops And that is something that will allow them more freedom and they can scale their business. So you teach your students and coaching clients a new way to make money as well. So talk to me about that.
1: Yeah. So, well, you know, I read the statistic once that the average millionaire has seven revenue streams. And I'm like, whoa, when I heard that. Yeah. If you, if you Google that, there's just a ton of articles on that, Amy, it's, it's pretty fascinating. And so, you know, the other day I was counting on my fingers and I'm like, I'm at six. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) So close girl. Okay, and so yeah, I teach creatives that there's so many other ways to make money besides the thing that they're making. So you can do something like an info product, which would include anything that has the letter e in front of it. So an ebook or an e-course or your favorite, a webinar doesn't yep. start with the letter e, it has one in there. <laughs> and so that's a great way, and that's kind of how I started. I started on those e-videos, just selling them online. And so instead of sending them an actual physical video in the mail, they just got it in their inbox. And then I started doing some one-off webinars. And that was super fun. And so I think that's a great way for people to make money. So besides info products, they could make affiliate income. So if if you want to use my example of like coming out of the painting industry, anytime I talk about paint products, I am always using affiliate links because I think that so often we build like, you know, this social media following and it doesn't have to be a million followers, Amy, it can be a thousand just diehard fans. I would much rather you have a thousand diehard fans on your Facebook page than 10,000, you know, with crickets any day of the week. So when you're recommending things to those thousand fans or 10,000 or a million, whatever, you still have to remember that, gosh, I'm giving this other company, you know, a lot of advertisement and your opinion actually has value and companies will pay you to talk about their products. So affiliate income is a big one that I teach creatives how to do. I also talk a lot about sponsored content. So several years ago, Before Facebook Live was a thing, Amy, I feel like I'm talking about the dinosaur ages. (laughs) Isn't it hard to kind of remember like life? So hard. You should call that like (laughs) PFL before Facebook live. So uh, anyways, before Facebook live, I would go into our local Hobby Lobby stores because I'm just kind of a junkie when it comes to Hobby Lobby and I would walk through their stores, Amy, and I would do, I would record videos like of my favorite things of cool craft supplies, you know, just fun things that I saw in the Hobby Lobby store. And then I would go home and I would upload it to my Facebook page. And I did that for several years. Well, unbeknownst to me, Hobby Lobby was watching those videos what? and I, I had no idea. So they reached out to me a couple of years ago and they're like, Jennifer, we love what you're doing. We'd like to send you some stuff and we'd love for you to talk about it on a Facebook live. And I'm like, absolutely. Or, you know, still then it was a recorded video. And so now Amy, that has transpired into, I've literally gone down to the Hobby Lobby corporate headquarters, not once, but twice they've flown me in. Oh my We've, I've done videos, Hobby Lobby corporate store there, you know, in their office, which is so great. But I get paid to do blogging for companies like them. I blog for companies like Pier One. And so these are all like sponsored blog posts. And so sponsored content is a really big deal. And you know, the industry has really shifted. It used to be that blog posts were what were being sponsored the most. But now I have companies reaching out to me and they just want one Instagram picture. They just literally want one mention on a Instagram story or one Facebook photo and they will pay you to do those. So sponsored content is a great way for creative people to be making money. So cool. And I know isn't that cool. Yes. I mean, who would have, thought I, I, I mean, didn't know it's no better. There's like literally no better time in the world to be a business owner than right now today. It's so much fun the way everything has changed online. And so I also coach all of the people in my coaching groups on starting membership sites. And, um, you and I are both friends with Stu McLaren, who is the membership site king. And so I actually started my first membership site two and a half years ago because I was so tired of the huge income swings that I was seeing in my business. And so a membership site is just a monthly group where you have people in who pay you every single month and you deliver them content. And so I have one just for painters and I have another Just for entrepreneurs who are wanting to learn how to build their business. So that's a great way. I also coach on ad revenue for anybody that has a website. You can be putting ads on those website. I generally make Somewhere between twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year in ad revenue, and literally that's kind of set it up one time, Amy, and it's all done. And so there's a ton of ways you could be a brand ambassador for different products. You can get paid to speak. Um, you can do one on one consulting, and and you know a lot of creatives will hear that and they'll think, oh gosh, I could never do one on one consulting. Oh sure you can. So most entrepreneurs they have messages waiting right now in their inbox or in their email. Hey, I would love to talk to you about how you do. X, Y, Z. You know, could I pick your brain for a moment on X, Y, Z? Well, that's a consulting opportunity right there because you can say, well, absolutely. You can pick my brain. Here's a link to my calendar. Here's my rates. I would love to get you, you know, on the calendar for next week. And so there's tons of ideas. I think it's a matter of trying to figure out which one fits you and your business, which one feels like a real natural fit and which one uh, that your actual clients would respond to most.
0: Oh my gosh. So, so good. All lowercase. So go to shopify.com/slash made easy now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, that shopify.com/slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs, and there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing: Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? I know this is going to be a little bit redundant, but I want my listeners to hear those six revenue streams that you are doing with a
1: little bit of detail so they really get it. So will you just run through that list really briefly for me? Absolutely. I would love to. So yes, I have, I do an info product, which is an e-course. So a six week course that I launch twice a year. It's my signature course called Creators Roadmap. That is one way. Um, Way number two is I make affiliate income recommending products that I already use and that I really, really love. I also do sponsored content for big brands talking about their home decor items and use those on my blog. I have two membership sites, I earn ad revenue, and I get paid to do one-on-one coaching and consulting. So those are the six that I've got right now, and I love every single one of them for different reasons,
0: Amy. So fantastic. Okay, good. I'm glad you ran through those for me. Thank you. Okay. So is there an order that you suggest your students and clients add their revenue streams in? So basically... Do you suggest they start with an e-course and then include affiliate links and so on and so forth? Also, how long after you introduce one new revenue stream into your business before you add another? So those are two questions for you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I like people to kind of start with something that's a low commitment level, Amy, because if you start with something like a membership site, you know, you're basically agreeing to show up every week, every month of every year until you decide to quit, you know? And so I like people to start out a little bit more simpler. So an ebook is a great place to start. A webinar, which I know you love, is a great place to just try to kind of test the waters and determine, okay, do I even like this style of teaching? I also think that the one-on-one one consulting is a great place to get started because the word consulting, it sounds scary, but it's actually not. It's basically just letting someone pick your brain in exchange for a fee. And so I like people to kind of start those and test the waters a little bit and determine, okay, do I like teaching in general? Do I like showing up just once and being done? Do I feel like I could maybe kind of show up on a more regular basis? Is this something that I really want to commit to? And if so, I always like for people to have a membership site. I just think that membership sites are the one thing that can really help entrepreneurs to sleep better at night because they know how much income they can you know, expect to generate on a month-to-month basis without those big spikes on months when they're maybe launching a course and those big dips on months when they maybe don't have anything going on. So I always suggest that you do a membership site if you like any of the other forms of teaching. I always suggest if you have a website that you do ad revenue as soon as you possibly can. So most of the ad revenue companies, Amy, Want you to have about 50,000 page views a month on your website in order to be able to put ads on them. So that's kind of a good goal for everyone. And by the time you hit 100,000 page views a month, then you really can start getting with some better paying ad revenue companies. And so I think you should start that as soon as you've got that sort of traffic. Does that make sense? It does. That's fantastic. I yes. love that really actionable detail. It, awesome. And so then in terms of the other things, you know, like, The affiliate links, those sorts of things, the sponsored content. I think starting those as soon as you can, as soon as you put out feelers and get some response from brands, I would absolutely start doing those things early because it's like anything else, Amy. The first time you did a webinar, you know, it was probably a little different than one of your webinars looks today. (laughs) You know, the first time you start working with brands, it's probably going to be much different by the time you're 10 or 20, you know, sponsored posts in. So start when you can, when you're smaller. That way you have time to keep refining your skills and getting better as your audience is growing. And then the types of brands that want to work with you, they will also you know, be seeing your growth. They will see that you've had a history of working with other organizations, and they'll be much more likely to want to work with you as a brand as well. So start as soon as you can on both the affiliate links and the sponsored content. Okay, fantastic.
0: Now, I know you mentioned that you have two membership sites and they're doing very well. And I want to know more about those. So can you kind of give us some details about what they look like, what you're charging, what you're doing inside of those membership sites?
1: Because I think people are very curious in terms of what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So I have two membership sites that are both for very, very different things. And I started both of them because I had was having just these huge shifts in my income from month to month. And it really made me not sleep well at night. I mean, there would be one month, you know, I, I can remember several years ago, I had a month where I made $28,000 one month. And then a few months later, I made 1200 online. And I thought, oh my goodness, what what am I doing wrong? This is, <laughs> this is crazy pants. And I've got to level this stinker out. And so I started my first membership site almost three years ago and it's called the inner circle and it's for other business owners who are looking to grow their social media and grow their platform, you know, and therefore their checkbook online. And so, you know, we started out with a hundred members, Amy, and then rose to 300. And over the years we have grown that to almost 1800 members at $47 a month. Oh My goodness. 1800 members. That is insane. That is fantastic. It's it's so much fun. I, I absolutely love it. And so in that group every month, I'm teaching them, I'm coaching them, I'm talking to them about the Facebook algorithm changes, the new things I'm seeing on Instagram, why they need an email list. But then I'm also bringing in guests that talk about things that maybe I'm not super smart on. So for instance, this month, I have someone coming in and talking to them about Google and I have somebody else coming in and talking about SEO. And so I'm always bringing in other people that I think would be of value to the people within my group, because I know at this point, after two and a half years, I know enough to know that I just don't know everything. And it's so much juicier and so much richer for my clients when I can bring in people that are strong in areas where I am perhaps weak. So that's my coaching membership site, which I love. Then I have an entirely different site called the Paint Finish of the Month. And these are for like my fellow painters, my fellow creatives. And I I had a membership site, Amy, years ago called Paint Finish of the Month. And I had it at a hundred and so members and I was giving them new paint finishes like twice a month. And I found that I was getting, I don't know, like, kind of tired of it and just struggling every month to sit down and try to come up with new techniques. And I was watching my career, you know, really transfer out of the painting industry and into the online space. And so I really, it felt heavy. You know what I mean? Like every Mm -hmm. month when I had to sit down and try to figure out a paint finish to teach people, it just felt heavy. And so I was kind of letting that group slip away because I just, I didn't have the capacity for it. I didn't have the bandwidth for it. I just didn't have the patience for it anymore either. And so I was sitting in a conference one day though. And I heard someone say, and I just, I wrote this down and it was like every bell just went off in my head that you don't have to be Beyonce. You can just be Beyonce's manager. And I'm pretty sure it was Stu McClaren that said that. (laughs) And I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. And when I looked at my business, here's what I thought. I thought, holy smokes, Amy, I know the best people in the industry, in the painting industry. I could list off 20 people who are more talented than I am at painting right now, like at the top of my head, I could name off 20 of them. And I thought, what if instead of me trying to come up with the paint finishes every month, I just brought them into my group and, you know, did what I could to market the heck out of them. So it would be a real win-win for both of us and let them teach my group. And so I touched, you know, base with a couple really talented painters and they were all in, oh my gosh, Jennifer, we would love to do that. So I decided to relaunch that membership group. And right now we have 500 people at $27 a month. Month who are in that membership site. And literally all I do, Amy, is I reach out to the really talented painters and they come into my group and they teach it twice a month. And it's just, it's such a joy because wow. I get to show them off and the people in my group get to learn from different people other than myself. And I just feel like what I'm providing is a playground for other creative people just to kind of play in. And so I love it. It's so much fun. That is fantastic. I love that you realized it didn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be me, and it can be. It can be such a fun, like low pressure thing. I so literally, I reach out to the instructors. I say, hey, I've got this group, um, and oh by the way, I have a you know three hundred and twenty thousand Facebook fans, and I would love to talk about you on Facebook. And I have a list size of fifty thousand, and I'll make sure and put you in my email list. And you know, to an entrepreneur who is super talented but maybe doesn't have a huge audience, I mean that can be really valuable to have someone that has a a larger platform reach out to them. And so I try to make it such a win for them. And um, they always just bend over backwards for me. And I found there's a little bit of a side blessing, Amy, that I didn't even think about. But can I tell you, can I Please, share with you? Please, I'd it love to hear. Okay. Well, I've had so many talented people that have been instructors in this group now, and because we've been doing it this way for almost a year. And a lot of them, Amy, this is the first time they've ever done a recorded video. They had no idea how to do it. They were scared to death. Oh my gosh, I don't know how to record myself. I don't, I have have no idea how to do this. But now I've seen that it's launching both of them to now where they're selling a paint video for sale on their website. Or it's, you know, kind of the gateway drug to help get them to see, okay, I actually have something, a really valuable talent that people will pay for online. And several of them are now starting membership sites. And, you know, they're doing webinars where they're teaching people how to paint at night. And I'm like, I just want to cheer every time I see it because (laughs) I'm like, this is so amazing to see creative people like stepping outside of their comfort level and you know being exposed to the online area and just falling in love with it just like I did
0: oh so good I love that you're so excited
1: for them and it that could change their lives I mean it, well yeah I mean I know how it changed my life right. and if I just get to be the smallest little you know stepping stone in somebody else's story I just consider that an honor and and I'm happy to do that so fantastic So I have a question
0: for you, and I'm really curious to know your opinion on this. Do you think you had to reach a certain level of notoriety before you could sell a membership site where you weren't actually the one teaching? So is that group success partially because people know, like, and trust you, like you are a big deal, and so they want to be in your group? And do you think that's necessary before you can actually switch it and have somebody else teach inside your group?
1: Yeah, well, so I think that the honest answer is it definitely helps that I have a large platform because that, you know, makes it very attractive when I reach out to coaches. But I do know some other groups, Amy, that they have a smaller platform, a smaller audience, and they offer to pay some of their coaches. And so if you do have maybe a smaller platform, that would definitely be one way of perhaps getting some people to come in and coach for you. And the other thing that I think that I see that works really well is when people who have smaller audiences kind of like... Join arms and do this thing together. So I'll come in your group and teach your group and that way I get exposed to your group And if you'd come in mine, I'd love for you to do that and I'll talk about you in my group So they're cross promoting one another to each other's audiences Mm. And that's super powerful. I mean, I love that saying um, that I don't think James Wedmore is the one that coined it, but I always give him credit. If you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. And so I think that when you can do that and kind of cross promote each other, if you have a smaller audience and just help one another go in the same direction, I think there's so much value there. And so I don't think that you have to have a huge platform. I do think that it helps, but I still think that you can do it with a much smaller audience. Great. I love that you feel that way. Now, I want to back up just a quick
0: second. And you have this other membership site with 1,800 members in it. Yeah. And because this podcast really gets down to the nuts and bolts and what it looks like, I'm curious, you might have said this and I missed it, but how often are you showing up in that group? How often are you doing maybe Facebook Lives for them or giving them new content? I'm always curious about how somebody's doing their membership site.
1: Yeah. So I try to make sure, well, we give them new content every single week. So that every week, content, every week. So I'm either showing up in the form of like this month, I will be in the group tomorrow with a guest and this guest helps other entrepreneurs who want to turn their side hustle into their day job. So they're stuck in a nine to five and they want to figure out how to exit out next week. I am looking at their Facebook pages and I'm doing audits on their Facebook pages and just giving them really guided instructions on what I think you could do to get more engagement on your page or why maybe your reach is really tanking. So there's something like that every single week. So every week I'm there. Now I do have two VAs that help me monitor questions and and those sorts of things. And they definitely take care of all the background things. So the people who are coming into the group, the people that are going out, the delinquent payments, the people that are having trouble with their log on or those sorts of things. So I don't handle any of that, Amy. I literally just come in and do the teaching.
0: Gotcha. That's fantastic. I love how you run things. This is so interesting. Okay. So I want to talk about your team. Tell me yeah. what your team, speaking of those VAs, tell yeah. me what your team looked like when
1: you added your first employee to where you are today. Yes. So four years ago, I sat down and I was like, okay, things are really kind of starting to, you know, I can I can feel the momentum. As a business owner, you feel it. You you know when like, okay, things are getting a little busy. Now we're going to need some help. Like, what am I going to do? And And so I sat down and I really thought, what are the things that are causing me the most anxiety in my business right now? And what are the things that I would most be excited about handing off to someone else? And without a shadow of a doubt, it was my email. It just, oh, Amy, I'd open my email and I would just want to run in the other direction. And I thought... If I can give somebody my email, like I can do every other thing in my business. I just want to get rid of the email. And so, uh, so I hired my first assistant. She's someone here local in Kansas City. And for people that know me, her name is Vicki. She is an angel here on earth. I will arm wrestle anyone, <laughs> whoever tries to take her from me. Because she's literally been with me this point, you know, over four years. And she's such an integral part of this business. So she's full time with me. I have two VAs that are nearly full time. We have a really talented Tech guy, we have a really talented membership site guy who does all the techie stuff because that is not my jam. And then we just added my husband full time last month. So that's what my team looks like at the moment. And you know, it's, I love my team. We just had a huge launch of Creators Roadmap and added 550 new members to that course, and I could not have done that without my team at all. And so we could not do what we're doing in this business without them, that's for sure.
0: Oh, don't you love it when you have a good team that you put together and they're just all gelling and things are coming yes. together? Yes. It's yes. a very I, good feeling.
1: I think that you can gauge the health of your team by, do you send each other gifts or not? Not, or is it GIFs? Is it GIFs or is it GIFs, Amy? Can we get this decided (laughs) I I thought
0: you said GIFs, like, (laughs) you know, really good GIFs. I thought, well, that's a good one. I say
1: GIF. I say GIF, but I could be wrong. Well, so what someone told me is that it was, it is GIF, but that the gentleman that actually invented it, pronounces it jiff, like the peanut butter. And so I never really know. I just, I don't even know that anybody knows, but you can tell if you've got a healthy team, if you guys are on the jiff level, if you're on the gift level, like literally if that's how you're communicating, then you know, okay, (laughs) we're solid. We're solid. <laughs> I love that you said that
0: people. because we, uh, my team has an Instagram channel, not a channel, an Instagram communication in DMs, and yes. that's all we do. So that makes See? me very happy.
1: There you go. <laughs> when you get to that level, you know you're solid. <laughs> so good. I love it.
0: Okay. So last but not least, I would love to hear how you organize and set up systems for all you've got going on. I'm guessing you're
1: living in Dropbox and Google Drive, but maybe I'm totally wrong. No, you're absolutely correct. So, Ugh, you yes. know, I've been in, we've been in Dropbox for a while and several people on my team, they're really trying to get me over to the Google drive side. I've, I've been a little bit hesitant, but they all apparently love Google drive. So now we have a lot of things there as well, but I can tell you the two things that we love the most Amy to keep us organized. Tell and me. One of them is monday.com. Do you oh, by chance I use do not monday.com? Know that. What is that? So, literally, you know, it'll pop up today um, on my calendar and it said, it'll say, Jennifer, these are your tasks today. So, I have my own podcast. So, I know that I have to have my podcast recorded and sent to my podcast guy. And then I know that one of the VAs, she makes the, you know, clip art for that. And somebody else puts together the little music so that it goes on Instagram, you know, real pretty. And so, we just all have our own little things in monday.com and it keeps everything. Very central there. And I the reason why I like that is let's say that one of my team members, you know, were to for some reason leave the team and I would cry like alligator tears of <laughs> crying, I'm telling you. But if they were to leave the team, then somebody else could kind of come in and at least see, okay, so this is what they did. This is the days that they of the week that they did it on. You know, I have to wait for Jennifer to get the podcast done before I can do the next thing and and so on and so forth. So we love monday.com for that reason. And the other tool we cannot live without is Boxer. Oh, you guys use Voxer a lot. So tell Mm -hmm. me how you use that among your team. So yeah, so I have several team chats. Like one is, you know, for each of my VAs, I have chats set up with them. And then I have one for all, all three of my assistants. So my main assistant and my two VAs. I have another one whenever we have, something going on with tech or websites down, you know, 911 emergency that hits everybody on the team, <laughs> Amy, like anybody who I have a boxer name for you're getting a oh, message from me. Funny. And so that's it's just a walkie talkie. And it's, it's so amazing. Even like my Facebook ads people, we, I prefer to communicate that way. And I think the reason is number one, I hate email. Yes. And number two, I just talk so much faster than I type. And so if I'm going to type out a message in email you know it takes a minute if i'm going to type somebody a text it's going to have errors in it for sure but if I can hop over to Voxer and I can just talk my message real quick and in real time they can respond back. Plus, I love Voxer for introverts. Amy, you got to get on Voxer with me. I need to check this out. We'll just out. chat back and forth. Like, think of all the things we can talk about. Our dog. <laughs> so many things. The introverts, like yeah. being on the sofa at night and talking to no one. So yeah, <laughs> I love Boxer. Our team could not do what we do without Boxer. So this much fun. is
0: so interesting because I don't know Monday.com and I've never used Voxer like that. But you guys are killing it because it's working for your team. So I think yeah. one of my biggest takeaways just in this little last section is do what works for you, but just be consistent with it. And I love that you're using something totally different than we are,
1: but you guys are crushing it and we're crushing it. How cool yeah, is that? Yeah, I know when you said Instagram DM, I'm like, oh. <gasps> she is a genius. What is she doing? It's- <laughs> <laughs> like stay in your lane, Allwood. But, but yeah, I mean, isn't it funny how different people, and it is fascinating. I agree with you when you find out like what other people are doing. And I think that is such a key to success. Amy, just figuring out what works for you, what works for your business and just staying there regardless of what, you know, everybody else is doing is just really, um, focusing in on what feels right for you, what works really well for you and staying right there in that lane.
0: Yes. So very true. Thank you so much for
1: being here. I can't let you go without asking where can people learn more about you? Yeah. Awesome. Well, they, if they're interested in hearing about my business and all of the coaching and things that I do, you can go to jenniferallwood.com. And I still blog on a regular basis about our new home and all of our home remodel projects over at themagicbrushinc.com.
0: Fantastic. Jennifer, thank you so much. This has been a true treat. I'm so glad we got to connect here.
1: Thank you, Amy. I'm so, so, so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now.
0: Well, there you have it. I hope you loved this episode with Jennifer as much as I have. I loved how strategic she was from the very beginning. And here's the thing. She didn't even know she was being strategic in the very beginning. She was following her passion. She was hustling. She was doing what she needed to do to make things work. And look how it came together for her. Remember what she said in the very beginning. She didn't know that she would be creating $100,000 plus every single month in two different membership sites, plus all the other streams of revenue she has going on. She never looked ahead in that way. She just kept her head down and she kept doing what she did best. I hope that inspires you. Okay, guys, I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Same time, same place. See you then.